Welcome back to the Brianna Approved Podcast. We are on episode 27 and we are going to be discussing lung health from a Chinese medicine standpoint and OSHA root in particular. Of course, I am going to start with my fun fact for the day while I sip cafe and we'll do a little tidbit on the role of the lung gut access, which is pretty interesting. I will also discuss why taking a deep breath is actually good for your emotions and it is going to be important for everybody to pay attention to their large intestines when they are talking about, quote, eliminating people, things, thoughts, food from your life. I also am going to give everybody a little homework assignment uh, that's going to benefit your emotional and respiratory health. And I also want to talk to you about my 90-day intensive program, which I think is something so cool and amazing for people who are looking to really change their mental, emotional, physical well-being. So stay tuned for more information about that. And now we will get into the fun fact of the day while I sip cafe. Did you know that we have something called the lung gut axis? So research from the Journal of Oncology found that there's actually a dialogue between the gut and the lung microbiota that exist, right? So I know a lot of people hear about the gut-brain access, but there is also this conversation between our lungs and our gut. So this suggests that changes in one area of this, right? So if there's changes in the lung or if there's changes in the gut, that this could impact the other compartment. So they kind of have this bi-directional influence and relationship between each other. Researchers have also found that stimulating the immune cells in the intestines or your gut can support immunity of the lungs, particularly assisting in the innate immune system. And so the innate immune system is kind of that first responder of your immune system as opposed to your acquired immunity. And as we know, the gut microbiota can strongly influence our metabolic health, our endocrine or hormone health, right? The immune system, and then the peripheral and central nervous system. So the gut microbiota and the lung connection, we can see why if we are potentially experiencing issues with lung health or the gut, why this can kind of be felt everywhere, And so a key factor in this connection is the epithelial cells, right? And so epithelial cells line, you know, other parts of the body, like, you know, our skin, but in particular, this conversation, we know that epithelial cells can line the respiratory tract and the intestines. And in the intestines, these cells are an important part of the intestinal barrier, which basically protects the interior of the body against when all these little microbes are trying to invade us. And so it's very, very clear from this research that the epithelials present this kind of structural and functional barrier that maintains this entire homeostasis that we have in our intestines. And so the intestinal epithelial cells act as almost like this military or police force for the innate immune system, right? So they are a really big player in the immune response. So it is very important to pay attention to the integrity of our epithelial cells in our entire body, but for sure in regards to this conversation with the lungs and the gut. And so again, 
it's very well established that the airway epithelial cells, they can play a role in not only the initiation, but also the maintenance of airway inflammation as kind of this main target. So you know, in regards to that, today we are going to talk a little bit about OSHA root, but there are some other botanicals like lobelia and pleurisy, which can be helpful um, for airway inflammation as well. Let's get into knowledge bites because we know that knowledge is your brain's favorite food. In this segment of knowledge bites, we are going to be talking about lungs in the conversation of Chinese medicine or TCM. And I have talked about this in the past where we know that different times of the year can correlate with different organs and emotions in regards to the Chinese medicine kind of conversation. I've done previous podcast episodes on that, so, you know, definitely go check that out. But I want to talk about lungs because, you know, the coronavirus and during the winter months, things like pneumonia, um, you know, kind of, uh, I think, on the forefront of some people's brains. And so we do know that the emotion that is associated with the lungs in Chinese medicine are sadness and or grief, right? So what they will say in Chinese medicine is that, you know, if we have healthy energy or what we would call qi in our lungs, this is associated with, you know, clear thinking, being open to new ideas, having good communication. And when we have excessive amounts of sadness, this can ultimately weaken the lungs and cause even qi to um, be stagnant or dissipate poorly in the body. And so you you might say things like this, like, oh, it's weighing heavy on my chest, right? So if we kind of feel this sadness or oh, I'm having, I need to catch my breath, right? Like after we go through something that's like a bit emotionally charged, then, you know, it kind of makes sense. So again, uh, mostly in Chinese medicine, we have the lung conversation in the autumn months. The winter months deals a lot with the kidneys and the urinary tract system, um, but we do know also that the element is metal. And again, lungs cover, they govern chi in the body. And so from a kind of, you know, Western standpoint, when we talk about lung function, we know that respiration, right, brings energy from the air and it helps to distribute it throughout the body. And, you know, the lungs also work with the kidneys to regulate you know, our water metabolism. They are a really big part of the immune system and they play a role in our resistance to viruses and bacteria. They regulate the sweat glands. And if we have symptoms of imbalances in the lung, this might manifest as, of course, you know, shortness of breath, shallow breathing. Um, We might actually be fatigued in general. We can have coughs and there are different kinds of coughs that you can have. You can have a, a dry cough. You can have a productive cough. You can have Um, more of a wet mucousy cough, and those all have different protocols as well. So that's something to be aware of. Uh, Also allergies, asthma, right? Um, And then from a Chinese medicine standpoint, if we're seeing a lot of, you know, dry skin, poor mood, like depression, excessive crying, that could be some symptoms of lung imbalances. And we also know that with every organ, there's a, you know, there's a yin organ, there's a yang organ. And so lungs are considered to be a yin organ. And its associate yang organ is the large intestines. And so both of these organs have this kind of eliminating role in the body, right? The lungs, you know, take in oxygen and they eliminate carbon monoxide. And then the large intestines absorb you know, water that's left in any of this undigested food that we have, and um, it passes this unused waste material in the body. And so 
The large intestines also contain lymphoid tissues. So, you know, we know that the, the lymphoid tissues are a part of the immune system. And these produce antibodies to help protect the body from, you know, different bacteria and pathogens and what have you. So one of your homework assignments is going to be to just work on like taking some deep breaths from the diaphragm. I am actually really bad at this and something I try to be consciously aware of. So again, because we know that the lungs and the large intestines are related to letting go, or clearing out things that no longer serve you, right? Again, waste can come in the form of um, our bowel contents, but also in our emotions, right? So where are we emotionally constipated? How are we emotionally digesting life? And again, so physically, the lungs and the diaphragm work together. And when you inhale, the diaphragm is basically pulling down, and when you exhale, it goes up. And so This pump type of action also helps the intestines with peristalsis. However, if the lungs are not able to kind of work effectively, then peristalsis or these wave-like contractions that deal with digestion, right, may produce constipation as well. So we have to look at that. So while we're working on taking a deep breath from the diaphragm, I want you to also work on kind of detoxing your thoughts. This is why when we take a deep breath, it can feel good. Or, you know, I've seen some parenting techniques where, you know, a kid gets really upset and they're like, why don't we just like take a deep breath? Let's count to five, really take a deep breath in, right? Like, so we as adults don't, (laughs) we don't always do this and I'm definitely guilty of that. But again, this is kind of a good way to, you know, take a step back, let the logical cortex brain take action. And then we can kind of detox our thoughts by exhaling through our, you know, lungs and letting go. So maybe a nice prompt would be like to ask yourself, where can we let go of things that no longer serve us? So work on that. Chew on that while you are exhaling. For the last segment of the show, we will be getting into botanical brie, where I will be talking about osha root. So in North America, there are about 12 different species of Uh, It's pronounced ligusticum. So among these, there are five closely related species which have been referred to as OSHA. So um, ligusticum porteri is mainly accepted as the one true OSHA. So today we're going to just talk about it as OSHA, but that's important to note. Um, It's a really strongly aromatic and warming botanical. So it has a very nice affinity for the respiratory system. And it's a very useful plant that can be incorporated in a lot of formulas that can soothe if there's like throat irritation going on. So maybe you have something like laryngitis or hoarseness. Um, OSHA can also be a really nice herb for you, Um, not just coughing respiratory stuff, but we'll talk about that in a second. OSHA, um, when used in conjunction with something like echinacea and golden seal for laryngitis can actually be really helpful. So you can use like one mil of that tincture like every hour if you're combining that, you know, together. If you are maybe somebody who gets sore throats a lot, you can use osha root as a gargle. And so you can combine it with something like propolis or even thyme and then add some other things like indigo and berberry to kind of create your own throat spray if you want. 
So those are some other ways to use OSHA in conjunction with other botanicals. Um, you can also use it as a steam or like in an infusion to clear out your sinuses. Again, because it's very warming and it has expectorant qualities, so it can help to break up mu- mucus and move energy. So again, very good for those who have kind of a lethargic and stagnant constitution. It does have some carminative properties, so which is really nice, again, if you maybe have like an upset stomach, and we just did talk about the connection between what's going on with our ability to breathe and, you know, our uh, peristalsis capabilities. But what's nice about OSHA is that it actually helps to bring more blood into your lungs, and so it can assist in dilation of the lungs when they are constricted, right? So if you're having like a hard time breathing... It can be really popular for like even high altitude stuff, backcountry skiing, if you're, you know, hitting the slopes in Colorado, things like that. Uh, And again, it's very energetically, very warming. And so OSHA tea has traditionally been used for a lot of these inflammatory and spastic kind of conditions, particularly uh, in the upper respiratory tract, again, because it does have these antitussive properties. But because it does have some of these inflammatory modulating properties. It can also be used for things that are indicated like, you know, bronchitis and asthma, coughing. Um, However, I do want to let people know it is contraindicated in pregnancy. So if you are pregnant, you should not be using OSHA root because it can actually um, affect, you know, it can have stimulating effects on the uterus. And uh, sometimes it's used to help bring on periods. So um, I want to make that clear. A lot of herbalists will also refer to OSHA as a, quote, moving plant, again, because it can kind of move stagnant conditions in the upper and the lower respiratory systems. And what I love about OSHA is that it can be used preventatively for people who are kind of prone to sore throats and lung congestions, and maybe they get some secondary infections from allergies. Like I'm pretty prone to getting uh, like a, a raspy voice, or I used to get like strep throat a lot in the day. So I have found OSHA root to be really helpful for me. Michael Moore, who is a famous herbalist who has now passed, he you know spent a lot of time researching OSHA, and um, I, I would say is like one of the the founders of OSHA research. He talks a lot about OSHA being able to support immunity through its abilities to promote sweating and the elimination of toxins, particularly if it's used at the first sign of infection. And that's with any herb. We always want to be really listening to our body about where do my symptoms kick in and what's not normal for me. Uh, You know, like I, I never get headaches. And so if I get a headache out of nowhere, I'm like, okay, what's going on with me? Let me touch base with my body. We also know that OSHA is really great for increasing oxygenation within the blo- within the body, right? So it can increase overall oxygen utilization, so how our body and our cells uses oxygen, as well as the uptake into the body. So very nice for supporting the mucous membranes, um, particularly if there is that inflammation in the mucous membranes. And it can stimulate macrophages or those white blood cells that we have, right, in the lungs. It can be uh, a little bit numbing if you have that sore throat thing going on. It can bronchiodilate, again, so helping to allow you to breathe. It can help with expectoration, so getting some of that mucus out. And again, it can help to kind of just warm the lungs a little bit and help you breathe more deeply. And a quick little nerd alert, there is something in OSHA root called furlic acid. So furlic acid is one of these compounds in OSHA root that's been shown to modulate oxidative stress. And so they've done some studies where they found this OSHA extract 
can minimize oxidative stress and decrease some of these inflammatory markers in cells. And so it has some of these antioxidant properties protecting against free radical damage and then um, minimizing some of that inflammation. So that's your little quick nerd alert. And then lastly, I did want to touch on OSHA being an at-risk plant. So OSHA should be wild harvested, ideally. Um, There's a lot of conversations around, like, is it sustainable? Is it recovered? And there was actually research that was led, uh, I believe it was in 2018, and so it was in Colorado. And what these researchers found was that OSHA actually was able to recover from light harvesting. And this research was done by the American Herbal Product Association. So you could go check out their page if you want to kind of read more about that. Um, and, but they do still recommend sustainable harvesting permits that should be in, that should be um, used by harvesters, right, to, to make sure that they're monitoring and controlling the harvesting practices. But what these researchers found was that not only does it grow back, but the terrain in which it can grow um, has really expanded quite a lot. So when you're harvesting OSHA root, you do need to rotate the harvest, but wild crafters do know this and they do move around, right? Um, And so when these researchers looked at this, they kind of tracked how the plant recovered after harvesting five years in a row. And they discovered that about two thirds of the OSHA root does grow back. So over a five year period, they concluded that it was able to recover um, from sustainable harvesting, again, because it's this rhizome. So due to the rhizome fragments that were unintentionally actually left in the ground after harvesting some of these larger, more mature roots. So If you are going to use OSHA root, make sure um, it is wild harvested. If you still are not loving the idea of using OSHA root, there are some other really nice upper respiratory botanicals and respiratory lung health botanicals as well that you can kind of use, make your own teas and decoctions with. So things like thyme, elecampane can be really nice. Elecampane is also very emotionally um, supportive. So I, I, I kind of like the emotional side of elecampane. Marshmallow root, another great tincture to have. During this time of the year, particularly if you have a lot of dryness in the mucous membranes, and then also rosemary. So those are some other botanicals that you can use as alternatives. So hopefully y'all can take a deep breath after listening to this. Uh, Let go of what no longer serves us, right? See where we're quite literally feeling maybe sadness or grief in our body and um, do a little bit of an emotional colonic this weekend. And... I hope you all enjoy the rest of your day, and I have some very exciting guests coming up on the podcast soon, so make sure that you subscribe, rate, leave a review for the podcast, people. It really helps, and if you leave a review and you send me a screenshot of it, you will be entered to win a Brianna-approved find, read, tea, tincture, whatever I'm currently loving. All right, have a lovely day. Ciao. Ba-da-da-da-da-da. Pew, pew, pew.